I only had two modes. Yeah. Mode one was working. Yeah. And then mode two was feeling guilty about not working. What up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Max McCoy, and this is Looking Up. Today, I'm joined by Sean McCabe. We talk about how sabbaticals, how time off can actually help our productivity, our creativity, and our mental health in the long run. Sean and I did a podcast a few episodes back. It was called Advice for Freelancers. So if you haven't heard that one, definitely go check that one out. Sean is a wizard in terms of helping people shift into a career that they love. He helps artists and people that have full-time jobs kind of shift into doing work that they really love. On this episode, we talk about the value of breaks and the value of, t- the value of time off and the value of what Sean calls sabbaticals. Sean has been scheduling into his schedule sabbaticals, weeks off, for seven years now. Every seventh week, he's been taking a week off, and he talks about how this tool has helped him avoid burnout. For him, someone who's a workaholic, this has essentially saved him, and how it's helped him come up with some of his most important ideas. It's helped him become more uh, creative and productive over the long haul, and we talk about essentially how he implements breaks into his schedule. The trippy part about this is we'd recorded this podcast a month before things started to get crazy with the coronavirus. So before we were forced into essentially a shutdown, me and Sean were talking about how helpful and healthy a shutdown can be for us when society's in this kind of perpetual grind state, this perpetual low-grade burnout, and how healthy it can be to step away from everything and how that can allow us to access ideas, creativity, and just reset our minds. This is a really cool episode. If you're kind of struggling to find the ability to surrender to a slower time, if you're struggling with this no obligations, free time, if you're bored out of your mind, this episode might help you make meaning out of that and begin to show you, as it did for me, oh yeah, like this is actually going to be really beneficial for me in the long term if I can kind of just surrender and allow it to be a gift. If you're not added to my newsletter, be sure to join it. I'll add a, uh, a link in the show notes. In the newsletter, I'm including books, articles, any resource I can think of, journal prompts for you guys. I send out a weekly email um, where I'm sharing what I'm learning. If you guys like the podcast, share it with someone. That'd be cool. Post it on your stories. I love when you guys do that. That's it. I'm going to stop talking. Here's the conversation. How sabbaticals can help our creativity and productivity uh, with Sean McCabe. Enjoy, my friends. I I love what I do. And I love it so much that I was just spending 16 to 18 hours a day, seven days a week for 10 years yeah. doing it. And relationships falling by the wayside, my health falling by the wayside, all while doing what I love, all while being self-employed, being able to do whatever I want, but never really taking a step back and evaluating if I was doing the right things or doing it in the right way. Mm. And I'm just kind of an obsessed person. Like I'm either all in or I don't care at all. Mm. And I started researching how do I how do I go all in on a break of some kind? Because I don't know how to just slow down sometimes. Like I need something serious, something deep. And I came across this concept of the sabbatical, which is a traditionally academic idea where you take off every seventh year, professors do it to research and write and things like that. Hmm. But I didn't want to take off a year. I was like, I can't do that. I need something smaller scale right now that I can do. 
And just as a play on numbers, this is 2014. I said, what if I take off every seventh week? And so I would work six weeks and then take off the seventh week. And I, I just like to iterate in public, share things as I go. So I was talking about this on my podcast. I was writing about it. I said, I'm going to try this. I'm going to experiment. I did the first one. It coincided with a trip we were already taking to Colorado, which was great. But then six weeks went by like that. And it was time to take my next sabbatical week. And I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. Is it, there, there's too much work to do. Hmm. But meanwhile, people were like, you know, what happens in the next episode of Sean takes a week <laughs> off? And so I kind of like owed them, like I need to, I need to do this. And so I like just forced myself to take another week off. And it wasn't until the third one, like it's then I, I was like craving it. Like my body was, I didn't know how much I needed to rest until I gave myself the opportunity to rest. I've taken like single days off and I'll call them like mental health days. And there's this crazy thing that ha it's like, I never become more aware of the inner dialogue that I have and almost this little inner person within me kind of beating myself up if I'm not going, going, going at all times. And, uh, yeah. And I think that's what the part of me that hears you say that the first time and even what you're doing now on a bigger scale, it's like, I can't imagine that what that voice would be trying to say to me because it's so hard to go against what, ev like everyone I know in the world right now is either like at work, at their job, they're doing something, they're, they're working towards something and just taking a Wednesday off, I remember. It's that voice that's like, you can't afford to do this. Yeah. So how, what's your thoughts on that voice that comes up? Did that come up for you? Oh yeah. yeah. I only had two modes. Yeah. Mode one was working. Yeah. And then mode two was feeling guilty about not working. Yeah. And I didn't like feeling guilty. Yeah. So what do you I think just that worked. Is? What do you think that is? I think it's a, it's a high achiever thing. Mm. So it's like a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Like so many things, your, your biggest strength can also become your biggest weakness. And in the very macro sense up close, you're thinking, Right now, I'm just having a conversation with someone. I'm not working on my business. I'm not making money. Right now, I'm just watching Netflix with my significant other. I'm not getting more successful, you know? But you don't think about what the cost would be of you burning out, being creatively depleted in 2023 for two years. What if I said, Max, you're quarantined right now. For the next two years, you can't work, you can't do any projects, nothing. Mm. What is the cost of that? But we don't think about that. We don't think about burning out. We just think about right now, I'm either working or I'm not working. And I definitely struggle with that. So what was the process, like what it looked like on the, that first, say, five times you tried it that week? What was your thought process like? And what did you do with your time? And how did, how did it look? Well, more than just like the first five weeks, I'd say the first two years of doing this. You did it consistently every seventh week for I did. years. Because only, That's the I don't crazy think, part. I don't think I would have stuck with it if I wasn't sharing in public yeah. and telling people I'm going to do this yeah. and, and and share the journey. Yeah. For For two years, I saw it as just free time on my calendar. So I'm looking forward. Okay, I got a sabbatical week in three weeks. I just thought of it as free time and I just filled it. Because that's what we do with free time. We fill it with stuff. Yeah. So people will say, hey, you want to do a podcast interview? And I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I really do want to do a podcast with Max. Mm. And so I would say yes. And then I'd say yes to a call, yes to a meeting, yes to... And so I'd get to this sabbatical week, end up 
all I want to do is just do nothing. I just want to like chill out. And I have all these obligations on my calendar, things that I thought I would want to do. I only said yes to the things that I thought I would want to do. But it's back when I was in this like work mode. I was on, mm. it was weeks ago, but I just lined up a bunch of obligations for myself and it, it made the sabbatical not restful. Mm. So what I figured out is rest is freedom from obligation. It's not any one thing that is inherently work or rest. Like mm. is podcasting work? Or is podcasting play? It's whether you have to do something that determines the answer. Mm. Like writing. I like writing when I'm excited about my message. I've got a story. I want to tell it. I'm enthusiastic. But I look back to school and I had a report I'm supposed to write. Three weeks to do it. I wait until the night before. Just like procrastinate, procrastinate. Because I had to do it. And the difference, let's just take podcast inter interviews, for, for example, the difference between an er interview that I scheduled s some months ago that's now on my calendar and I, I have to do it versus, hey, I'm going to be in town, Max. I'm going to come by. Like, I'm choosing to do this. Like, the energy is totally different, even yeah. though the activity is the same. Yeah, that makes sense. What is the value for you when you're in work mode to be doing nothing? It's sometimes hard for me to value that. Or just remind myself that this is actually feeding into the things that I'll be doing later. It's the same voice. It's like you're not making best use of your time right now. Like what have you found through that? It's really hard to explain to people who haven't done it before because they think, oh, you know, I set aside time on Sundays to think and reflect on my week. I'm like a whole week where you have no obligations, including the things that you think you want to do. Mm. It's it's so incredible. Like it's so it's so much deeper. It's like when you go on a, a camping or a fishing trip with your buddies versus like adding up all of the short interactions you have with them. Mm. It's just, it's that kind of depth, right? And so the value to me is twofold. One, it's it's the avoidance of things like burnout or depression, which which is in your future if you're just pushing and pushing and pushing and going, going, going without taking a step back. But then it's also the realization of some of your best creative work and ideas and serendipity that comes from just space, freedom from obligation, possibility. Mm -hmm. So like my theory is your best work, your best creative work is currently locked up and it's inaccessible to you. And you can bang on that box and try and pick the lock, but it's not until you take a step back mm -hmm. that you're able to unlock your best work. And I'm talking about the work that, that you'll be known for like that, that will contribute to your legacy, the best work of your life. Gmail came from Google at the time had, they called it 20% time on Fridays. Employees could work on whatever they want. Just be creative, work on a side project. Gmail came out of that, mm. you know? And so it's that freedom, you know, it's when you don't have to do anything else mm. that the magic happens. Mm. And do, so there's no structure. I'm trying to think like, okay, if I, if I were to implement this, what would it look like? There's no structure in place. Like I, I, I came up two years in, I came up with one rule that, okay. that like totally unlocked everything for me. Like if, if I were about to do sabbatical, yeah. What would you tell me? Yeah. So yeah. if, cause people are trying to imagine like, what is it like to do nothing? Do you just stare at a white wall? That's so boring. And it's not, it's not like you must meditate and you must stare. Like 
That's what it kind of feels like. Right. Like, what would it. I do? Like, I'm just going to sit on the couch and like download ideas all week, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that sounds, it sounds boring even. And especially for those yeah. of us who are really like, we like our work. We're fulfilled yeah. by the work that we do. Why would we not do it? And if you're a workaholic like me, there's also the identity piece. Like, who am I apart from the work that I do? It's, it's hard to bifurcate those two things. But, um, all it is, is the, the rule that I came up for myself was don't plan anything. Don't schedule anything. Not so that you stare at a blank wall, but so that you can say yes to anything in the moment. Mm. So rather than, yeah, I want to do that podcast next week. Let's plan it. I, I can't. I'm booked. Just like if you had a concert or a conference, mm. I'm not available. When you get there and it's the day, now you can say yes to anything. I want to go for a walk. I want to read a book. I want to watch a documentary. I want to record a podcast. I want to make a film. What's crazy is from the outside, I'm excited. <laughs> when someone else, like in my case, my spouse, she's looking in. Sometimes it almost seems like I'm doing the same stuff. Like, aren't you working, Sean? Like, that doesn't look like a sabbatical because people think a sabbatical looks like going to a spa or sitting with candles around you or something. It, all it is for me is freedom from obligation and many times i will still choose to do mm. some of the things that i'm passionate about mm. but the energy is so different when i choose it mm. so do you you can continue to work you don't have like drawn lines like i can't work on specific projects that are exactly monetary related or anything like that the you, only thing is i I, yeah. I can't have to do it right yeah. I, I i get to choose i mean to. so when do you have to do it like when in your in your day-to-day -day, you have more like I must do this or else it, it, it has a different energy for you. Even the things that I set up for myself, not like, oh, a client's expecting this or yeah. whatever. Let's say a, a weekly podcast. I like podcasting, but there's a difference when mm. it's on the calendar and you have to do it. And, yeah. and even the things that you commit to that you think are the things you should do, the things that you want to do, the things that are taking you in the right direction. Here, here's a way of thinking about it. You're never going to prioritize thinking about doing the work over doing the work itself. And that could lead to um, burnout. Because let's say you love your work and you're like, why would I ever take a sabbatical? I love what I do. I'm not burned out by it. It creatively fulfills me, right? But if you don't ever take a step back to reflect on things, you could be weaving in obligations with the work that you're doing that eventually, you know, you, you're, you're not totally going in the right direction. Like you could be a degree off and over time that starts to burn you out. And the only way to, to recognize that and to course correct is if you take that regular step back and evaluate, like mm. seeing the forest for the trees. Mm. But if you're like me, you don't ever prioritize taking that time because it, that's time away from doing the work. Mm. So the only way I've been able to do it is to just put it on the calendar and set it to repeat. Because if I have to think about it, like, I think I should take a sabbatical. I'll just think myself out of it. Mm. It's only when the calendar says it's time for your sabbatical week, then I can just surrender to it. Mm. It's funny because I have a, a tendency to be like you all on or, <clears throat> well, you said all on or thinking about being all on, but I can be all on or all off. And if I'm all off, it's almost like I'm out of the forest for too long. And then I'm like, ah, but I have so much clarity up here. And to get back in the weeds would be such a, you know, the day to day. And then you get back in the day to day and you're like going, going, going. Um, but like you said, 
like one hindrance of the angle, you could be going the whole different direction. It's like a, it's like a golf ball. If you, if you hit it with just a slight angle off, you know, at first it seems like a fine hit, but then mm-hmm. the farther it goes, you're like, Oh, I really, I really screwed that shot up. You said in a, a podcast that I listened to that it was your mission to buy what year to make every company take a sabbatical. 2047. Yeah. My mission is to get every company to pay their employees to take off every seventh week as a sabbatical, mm. which sounds kind of crazy. But here's my here's my idea. Yeah. Things take as long as the amount of time you give them. So what we do is we take seven weeks worth of work and we get it done in six. I'm I'm really prolific. My output is really high. I'm super driven. And I waste a lot of time. And so I know lots of people are wasting a lot of time. If you give yourself less time to do it, you'll get more done. And you'll waste less time. So it's not like, oh, you take off every seventh week and maybe you get a little less work done, but you're healthier and more rested. No, I get all the same amount of work done in six weeks. Then I do whatever I want for a week, which... Sometimes looks like work to other people. Sometimes yeah. it looks like play to other people. But then I come back and I have this spike in energy. Mm. And it's a net win productivity-wise overall. Mm. Same for employees. I pay my employees to take off every seventh week as, as a sabbatical. One of them was working on a music album for seven years, never finished it. Two or three sabbatical weeks, he recorded the whole album. Wow. And like, just think of getting all those projects with the cobwebs in the back of your mind like, you ship those like you just yeah. you feel free i feel like the people like me i i have a couple friends that i think of when i think of this but they're always kind of in the clouds always thinking abstract always thinking the long play but they're never doing the work and i feel like if they had a if this structure was more normalized more people wouldn't fear just jumping into the the fire and doing it knowing like i have a 6 week stretch here to make some some magic but then i have a week to kind of yeah do what i want there's some other benefits too which is a lot of us just kind of propel ourselves forward day by day week by week and we get done what we get done even companies work this way yeah you get your two weeks off every year if you're in the united states but seventh week sabbaticals force six week cycles Mm. it forces you to ask the question what am i going to get done in the next six weeks Mm. which is a great question to ask it's much better than a yearly goal because that's just too big. Yeah. You know, you compress it down. And if you have a big goal, that's fine. But you can break it into chunks, break it into six-week cycles. Mm-hmm. You know how if you're going on a vacation, leading up to it, you're like super motivated. I'm going to get all my work done because I can't wait to go on this trip. It's like that every every seven weeks. Yeah, and you, you had said before the podcast, there's seasons to everything. So it's almost embracing this like seasonal nature and i know for me if i ever get down in the dumps a little bit <clears throat> it's because i feel whatever i'm feeling is kind of permanent and i'm like i don't see any end to this and whether it's like my job's not fulfilling me or if it's something else it's just that feeling of like this will kind of never end but i think yeah having those breaks just would free us up uh, it's like changing the the oil in your car mm-hmm. maintenance if you didn't have that little sticker with like the miles and you know this much or three months you know you probably wouldn't even do it very often. Yeah. It's not good for the car. And it, it you can you can be susceptible to the illusion that I passed the number. I passed three months. The car's not falling apart. Look, it's been six months since my last oil change. The car's not falling apart. But then it does. The engine locks up. <laughs> and you're screwed, right? Yeah. You, you're like, ah, 
it, I could have just done a regular oil change. It wouldn't have taken that much. Now I've got this thousands of dollars bill. I'm without the vehicle for two weeks. Mm. It's it's just a little bit of maintenance just to make sure everything's going okay. Mm. Why do you think this isn't more normal? I think we're all operating at just kind of a chronic low-level burnout. And we're used to it. Just this buzz of busyness yeah. and just kind of floating above that. And, and there's also the, you know, the recent, like I'd say in the past five years, I was, I was very much sucked into it. This, uh, like hustle mentality, right. <clears throat> Which I actually am not against. I think hard work is important, yeah, but what sure. I've adopted more recently is this idea of resting as hard as you work. Mm. And I work hard and I worked hard without rest for a long time and burned out and I was creatively depleted for two years wow. and I don't wish it on anyone. Mm. It, it, it was, it, it was, it was terrible. And what I, what I try and figure out is like how, I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you can help me. How do I get someone who hasn't experienced like a catastrophic burnout? How do I get them to want to avoid it enough to take some regular breaks? Mm. Yeah, because I have that feeling of like when I'm in the flow, uh, I'll kind of just deal with that when it comes. The issue when it comes, the the oil change, it can wait until I can't wait. Yeah. Um, but for you, you felt that firsthand. I learned the hard way and I, I want other people to not have to. Hmm. And like to what extent is a burnout kind of like a horrible burnout? You know, is it for me, I go into, I get low and like sad. That's kind of my form of burnout. Um, what did it look like for you? It gave way to depression for me. So I think that's yeah. kind of the deeper version yeah. where you don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you're not it's like apathy. Yeah. You don't care. Yeah. You don't care. That's, you, that's you don't, how mine sneaks in. It's when you have that clear vision, it just pulls you out of bed in the morning. Yeah. You're, you're just excited to go. Mm. You just wake up like that. You know, mm. you're, you're just hit the ground running mm. and, for me, burnout just looks like the absence of that. And maybe some people, they've never, they've never felt like they've had some kind of vision that pulls them out of bed in the morning. And so it's, it's hard to compare, mm. but that's possible. Mm. Like it is possible. Mm. It, it's a matter of aligning what you do with what fulfills you. Mm. And when you haven't discovered that yet, it, it seems elusive. Mm. Like you can't, you can't ever get it. But I, be, I believe that kind of uh, pulling, like if you feel like you're just pushing yourself, pushing yourself, clocking in, going to work, something's wrong. Mm. Like ideally you want to be pulled forward by some kind of a mission, by some, some kind of a vision. So is the first step, if you're in that spot where you're being, you're not being like, you know, you're not gravitating out of bed, you have nothing that... Take is, a step back. Yeah, is that the first? So I'm thinking of... Uh, my sister, and she works full-time. She's a social worker. She likes her work. It's fulfilling, but she doesn't get excited when she wakes up, and she, you know, every day, every day. And I I would love to say, hey, take a week off, but it's not reliable for her. Yeah. Uh, she'd get fired. So yeah. what would you say to someone like that? What's Where's the low-hanging fruit with a sabbatical? Right, so most people, like, I'm trying to work on it so that 
the company you works for is going to pay you to take that yeah, seventh yeah. week. You're, I'm working you're on working it. You're working in the background to make this like, I'm working actually on happen. It. Uh, but in the meantime. Yeah, but in the meantime, if you're not someone who runs your own business and can set up your schedule where you take these seventh week sabbaticals, what I recommend is just a weekend sabbatical at the end of every month. So last weekend of the month, just make an event on Saturday, Sunday, or if your weekend is Monday, Tuesday, whenever that is for you, just call it sabbatical and set it to repeat every month and pretend it was a conference or a wedding or something like that. You're booked. You can't book anything else. Even the ball game you wanted to go to, even, you know, the movie you wanted to see, you're booked. Don't, don't schedule anything. Let that just be freedom from any kind of obligation, including even the things you think you want to do and go into that weekend open to possibility and you can say yes to anything when you get there. Mm. You want to go see that movie? Go see the movie. You want to go to the game? Go to the game. Play a video game. Have have a, a game night. You know, whatever you want to do. Go go for a run. Yeah. It's just possibility. And I think you'll be surprised at how good it feels and how much you needed it. Mm. How much you didn't realize you needed it. Mm. And do you think that would help someone in a situation they don't want to be in kind of start to reframe their mindset in a way to get out of it you've got to have that perspective you've got to have the t- the space from it because huh? you just end up otherwise going through the motions mm. and then yielding to escapism mm. which in and of itself isn't bad it's not like for me i was a, like i said all on or all off when i got depressed i got addicted to video games mm. because that that was my it's escapism escape, yeah. you know but does that mean video games are bad no, no. does that mean Watching a Netflix TV show, binging episode to episode is bad. It doesn't mean that. But when you're not satisfied in life and you're just going through the motions and it's it's a, a drag for you and then all you have is that one TV show or that game in the evening, you know, something's something's off, right? If you look at the last six months of your life and ask yourself, would I be satisfied repeating these last six months of my life? If the answer is no, something's got to change. Mm. But you you don't even think to ask that question or reflect unless you give yourself a little bit of space. So I think that's incredibly valuable advice. Uh, yeah, it's like the escape I fall into as well. It's like anything can be an escape to a certain extent. It could be the food I'm eating. It's the, the Netflix. It's like how you interact with the thing. It's not the thing that's ever bad that you do. It's it's your relationship with it. And I think just auditing that and being like, why am I kind of doing this thing that I don't want to spend this much time doing? It's usually just your your medium of escape. So that's the micro version. Uh, what does the macro version look like for you? You've, you've done this for, you said, seven years. Yeah, you've taken the, every seventh week off. And now you're in like the mecca of it. So tell I, me all about it. I won't even try to like encapsulate what it's all about. <laughs> After a few years of doing these sabbatical weeks, it's it's been so game-changing for me. Like, just amazing things happen. Like, sometimes I would come up with a, an entire course. Really? Other times, I would have conversations with someone. Someone would call me. If I was in my normal work mode, I wouldn't have even answered because I'm busy. And I, I see the phone ring, and I just answered it. I'm not even close with this person. Mm. That call turned into a deeper relationship and a weekly meeting. And, like, wow like just magical things like that a lot of what i like find solace in is like uh hearing spiritualists talk about like getting into the flow and a a state of allowing and like um 
when you're in this like no obligatory childlike flow like state it seems like things just click and things happen easier and your circumstances reflect like a whole different version of what is possible when you're in that light no expectation kind of going with um there's a spiritualist i like abraham hicks she says it's like do whatever feels good there's like something within you she says and i'm not saying this is true or false i'm just i it i gravitate to it if there's something that like pulls you just like follow that follow that and it seems like when you take these sabbaticals you're giving yourself ultimate permission to just like follow any thread you want. And yes. It's like when we have these long-term goals, we're like, this is how I'm going to do it. And so often for me, that limits me from like following the threads that fe- might feel good at the moment because I'm like, mm. no, I'm being weak. I'm mm. being weak. I can't follow that thread because that's laziness. But really when you have that sabbatical, I could see it being like, you're pulling these threads that just feel good. And in doing that, you're almost like aligning with yourself in a way that you might not have ever done. And you take the call and it's like something that opens up. You have the idea um, because you have the space that might change your business and your life. That's beautiful. I love that. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like it's resonating with me on so many levels now that you're just saying it, I'm like processing it in different ways. I, I just hope people start out with the weekend sabbatical. Just get a taste of that. Yeah. Just get a taste of, I mean, that's of, how I'm starting for uh, sure. of, of the possibility, right? The, just the freedom. Yeah. And, and, and give yourself that space and just watch. Watch what things happen. It's so hard for me to to tell you because I don't know. I don't know if that coffee is going to change your life. I don't know if someone's going to call your phone, but something's going to happen. And for me, I just saw it again and again with these weeks. And I thought, you know what? I used to ask myself the question, how am I going to make sure my employees work while I'm taking my sabbatical? And then I thought deeper about it. Wait, if, if I'm seeing so many benefits, why would I not pay them to take off the sabbatical? I'm more productive. I'm happier. I'm more fulfilled. Mm. And, and it just became the heartbeat of the organization wow. where, where everyone's on board. And so a few years in, I'm like, I, I went back to that original inspiration of the seventh year. And I thought, I'm going to do it. And so I, I said, okay, I started in 2014. The seventh year will be in 2020. I'm going to take off that year. No idea how in the world I'm going to do that. You decided this in 2014. No, or, well, this is 2016, towards oh, wow. the end of the year. So you had this in the schedule. Yeah. Man, so you're just looking at it. I just put a stake <laughs> in the ground. Oh, I'm like, man. 2020. Yeah. Uh, That's the only way you could have done it, I'm sure. It really is. Like, y- you have to just put a stake in the ground and say you're going to do it. Even if it's as simple as the weekend sabbatical. Yeah. Just go ahead, while you're listening to this, just go ahead and create an event at the end of the week, at the end of the month, that weekend. Just go ahead and do it. It's it's only going to happen if you carve it out. I had no idea. I thought, do I have to save up a year's worth of of expenses? What what's going to happen to my business? Uh, I di- I didn't know the answer to any of these questions. But since it was a foregone conclusion, I had to work backwards. I spent all of 2019 training a guy. I hired him from our community. He was already like showing initiative. He's he was about like our our principles, and I thought this guy's great. I, I want him to run the business while I'm off. And so I spent a whole year training him, showing him like, wow. here's how I make decisions, the reasons why, letting him make some decisions for me, letting him make new mistakes and learning from them and creating processes. Mm-hmm. And now he's running things and I'm totally off. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any obligation, including what we do on this sabbatical. And if you take a sabbatical, whether it's like short term or long term, you don't have to, in my case, I'm traveling. You don't have to travel. You could be at home and, and take a sabbatical 
You can take a sabbatical year, sabbatical week. In our case, um, I didn't get to travel much growing up. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm the oldest of 13 kids. And so the amount of vacations we took are like, you know, I can count on one hand. Yeah. So wow. I wanted to travel. I'm 31. All through my 20s, I thought I'm going to work in my 20s so I can travel in my 30s. Yeah. I don't know if that's the best approach. Maybe you should travel as soon as you can, <laughs> okay. but that's the way I did it. Yeah. And I said, okay, I think we should just have no house, no car, put it, put sell as much as we can, put whatever we can't sell in a storage unit. I had some like fancy cameras and stuff and I'm, I'm just using an iPhone. That's my, that's my only camera, my only documentation. I got a backpack and we're just hitting the road. We're just... We, we don't even know where we're going to live after the sabbatical year. We're just feeling places out. I don't, I didn't know who I was going to meet. I didn't know what I was going to do, but it's just kind of that, like, like you were saying, following what feels good. Like you like a place, stay, you, you want to, you want to keep moving, you know, go on, you want to talk to someone like, and I just know the seeds planted this year are just going to come back in a harvest the next six years how, relationships how has it been so far i'm 21 days in yeah it's only 21 only 21 days oh, in okay, okay and it's like i've experienced so much <laughs> yeah so much and and the conversations i've had have just been incredible the experiences i've had you know i you just have ideas of things or places from you know stuff you see online or in movies and like when you do them, when you go to those places in real life, it's just so different. Mm. Like you, your, your world gets opened up when mm. you travel. And I'm, I'm just starting to experience that. Mm. I haven't traveled much, but when I did, <clears throat> it's one of the most formative things I think I've ever done ever, ever, ever. I think it's like, it took the, to like, especially yeah, the farther, the better for me. Um, like when I was just, when everybody acts differently, even has a different dialect and, the job, like everything's different. You're, you're kind of forced to just like shift your brain to start thinking in different ways. Um, and if I have, and I, you're just such an intellectual person. I can imagine you have all these pieces in your brain that like are just going to start melting and kind of forming together. And yeah, in traveling, you're kind of just like accessing new parts of your, your mind that you maybe never have before. I remember going to a conference and hearing a story from, um, it was like a billionaire founder of, I think it was priceline.com but he was on some trip and saw some someone like loading bananas or something in some other country. And it gave him an idea that like totally changed the company. Hmm. And it, it's like, of all things, you know, it, it was just this mixing and matching of different industries and, and just uh, creative ideas getting connected that like exploded things for his business. I'm just thinking like the relationships um, yeah. every time my business has leveled up, it's mm-hmm. been as a result of a relationship that I had with someone. I'm, I'm an introvert. I don't yep. normally like go out to, you know, I would drive to meetups and just kind of stand against the wall. And I'm like, if I'm driving out here, I might as well engage with people. And so I just kind of like turned it on and I go up to someone, I shake their hand and I'm like, Hi, what do you do? Do you like it? You know, like, and I'm really awkward. I'm the but same way, man. <laughs> I, I just, I started meeting people at the first meetup I went to. I decided to, okay, I'm not going to stand against the wall. I'm going to shake this guy's hand. And his name was Aaron Dowd. 
And that was the start of the Sean West podcast that now is like four or 500 episodes. This is back in 2013. He was a podcasting guy. We ended up, up starting the show together because I met him there. Wow. I met someone else at a conference. We end up, you know, getting in a mastermind together. I spoke at his conference. He spoke at my conference. Mm. Like it's all just those connections, those relationships mm. where it's, it's not like we're trying to do something together, but things just happen. Yeah. It's, as much as we want to think we can force everything this is advice to myself force everything to like go perfectly and happen to follow this 10-year plan it's like so much of what i've experienced even just in the early parts of my journey have been a result of like beautiful synchronicities and mm -hmm. just good timing and like an idea that came to me like you said when you're watching a guy unload bananas and so i think a cool thing about your perspective is the balance between you're one of the people that i've seen from afar like work harder than anybody out there but then also you value that other side of the coin which I think without the two, you know, we're lost in the abstract or we're kind of like two head down. Um, but yeah, it's like having that balance of allowing kind of, you're opening the door to synchronicity to, to whatever that is for you to open the door to like new ideas, new thoughts, new, just having the space. Uh, it's so I think like it's anti so my personality. Yeah, like which I, I think that's the coolest part. <laughs> and the coolest part is that you're results-driven. So you're like, this isn't normal for me, but it works. It works. Because I, I want, yeah. like what you're saying, like I want to line things up and have the plan. Yeah, because like, then we're controlling life. Yes, yes. <laughs> I follow that too. Yep. Yeah. But, but there's just something to the surrender. Mm. And... The only way I would ever do it is if I just scheduled it and like made it. I made a decision once in 2014. That's it. I'm going to take off every seventh week. I made the event in my calendar and said repeat every seventh week. That's it. If you have to think to take a break, you'll think yourself out of it. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm, I know myself. Yeah. So I had to take the thinking out of it. Yeah. And just let it go. Yeah, and I, and that's been so good to just surrender to that. I'd say whether someone knows themselves or not, I would say just do this. I would follow that advice. I could say I know myself and still I maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I think anybody, when the time comes to take a break, they would just find a way to talk themselves out of it. It's just too easy to. There's something to, like people say, you know, the, the thing that scares you, like you need to lean into that. I don't really ever understand that. But I think... If I haven't really articulated it before, but it, I think it scared me to not work. For sure. That was like my identity. That's what I was going for. And I, I wanted some kind of ambiguous definition of success. I didn't even know what it looked like. Millions of dollars, influence. Mm. I didn't, I didn't even know. And I was going after it, which is kind of, yeah. kind of strange, but just leaning into that that fear and that apprehension surrounding not just not working like not going hard at some kind of ambiguous definition of success and taking that step back i feel like i feel like that's like my calling now i thought i thought business and work was hmm. and i think it was through going too far hmm. down that rabbit hole and and burning out like mm. as terrible as that was as terrible as it was being depressed and creatively depleted i think that ended up being a gift because it led me 
to this. And like, I, I feel like I'm on a mission to help other people prevent burnout and unlock their best ideas. What would you say to someone who <clears throat> perhaps doesn't welcome the unknown? Like, it sounds like that was, a, that's kind of the, another way to say it is to work and work and work. You know what you're getting yourself into, whether you like it or not. Uh, sometimes the known suffering is better than the unknown, whatever. What yeah. would you say to someone who has trouble kind of like opening that door to not working? Cause there's no, that's uncharted territory. I guess I'll just say the message that didn't make sense to me a long time ago. Mm. And eventually maybe it does <laughs> like it did for me, yeah. which is lean into what scares you. Mm. That's, that's where the good stuff is. Mm. Uh, anything else you want to leave on this? I think this is going to be a, a, its own episode. It has to be. This yeah. is so good, man. Anything you want to leave on sabbaticals for anybody listening? If you're asking the question, am I burning out? The answer is it's already happening. So it's your body trying to give you, it's trying to warn you the best way it can. Um, so just, listen to that small feeling, you know, gut, whatever it is. If, if you just have some kind of sense that like, maybe, I, maybe I'm burning out. Listen to that. Don't, don't ignore that warning sign. It's, it's the light on your car's dashboard. Oh. Um, yeah, just, I, I would just encourage you to really pay attention to that. Don't push forward, pull back. Mm. I love it, man. This is a valuable episode. We're going to start another one. Cool. <laughs> That does it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Share this episode if you like it. Send it to your mom, your grandma, your brother, whoever might like it. Share a screenshot to Instagram. I love when you guys do that. Again, if you're interested in learning with me and if you want me to send you articles, book recommendations, journal prompts, or anything else I can think of to support you, get added to the newsletter. I'll include a link in the show notes below. I love you guys. Hope you guys are having a good day. See you on the next episode. Bye, bye, bye.